0: Okay, 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 okay. yeah did you know that right now uh, I can fulfill one of Dakota's uh, expectations of me can you yeah because kindergarten cop is on Netflix now
1: Giacomo can you are you gonna watch it though that's the question.
0: Well, here's the thing. I want to watch it, but I also want to build and paint stuff and I want to focus on the movie. That is a problem. So maybe that's why I...
1: I, (laughs) What do you want to build and paint that's so important that you can't watch Kindergarten Cop?
0: Commissions? I like money, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. But
1: what is your commission?
0: Uh, It's literally one model and it's almost done.
1: Okay. So um, you're telling me that like buy... Bay Area, Bay
0: Area Open, which
1: is going to be this week, right? This, uh, this be, weekend. Uh, yep. Uh, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't finish it by then.
0: I can't make you that promise and then disappoint okay. you. I still haven't finished Angels of Death. All right. So,
1: so, so what you're telling me is that you still can't make <laughs> me happy. Not in By that watching way. watching Kindergarten Cop. Okay. <laughs> Blaine, have you seen Kindergarten Cop?
2: I'm going to be honest with you.
3: Dakota. <laughs> it doesn't
1: even sound
2: familiar.
1: No. Oh my okay. I'm going to pull up the picture. I'm going to put it on the Discord. Uh, oh. For all of the podcast oh listeners, I'm God. sorry. You guys can uh, look it up too right now. Um, no, don't type in podcast. Uh,
0: you might know this one line from the movie though. Who is your yeah, daddy you and what does he do? Uh-huh. I, I mean, it,
2: it sounds
0: familiar. Oh my goodness. It sounds familiar, <laughs> but like
1: hey John, like, Lowe, you, it, you, it, can, like, can we like, legally put in like the trailer of of Kindergarten Cop in our in our podcast?
0: Maybe like two seconds of it.
1: <laughs> like oh, like yeah?
0: a single two second audio clip. <laughs> uh the <laughs> Okay,
2: Ugh. well,
1: you know, here we go, fellas <laughs> Alright, here, here we here, go, can you guys see it's this? It's happening
2: a 1990, those? bro, you realize I was born in 2000, <laughs> right? I'm young
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, here you go
2: <laughs> Kindergarten Cop
0: D-I-E-I-O. It's this trailer throws me off.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've ever even heard of this movie.
0: <laughs> it's because you were born in the year 2000. Okay, Blaine?
2: Yeah, that's exactly why. Um, yeah. I'm young. <laughs> it's fine.
0: <laughs> did, it, did anybody get like Terminator 2 vibes off of this? You know, looking for a like, son I, I and definitely another? did.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, uh, oh, you've seen I, Terminator, but I've not, seen Terminator. Oh,
1: I've seen good movies. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So, so, so it's, like, it's like, you know, this is how the production meeting went, right? Hey guys, we really like Terminator. We can't do that again. So what if we make the Terminator a teacher of like second graders <laughs> or f- kindergartners? Yeah, that one. And then people are like, how would that work? And then you see the movie and it works. So, you know, uh, it's a good movie, Giacomo. You should watch it. It's now on Netflix. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh even Richmond, I think I saw his name was uh, the director. You know,
0: so. I mean, you're right. You're right. It's on Netflix, but you know, it's not on Netflix. The squad games podcast. This is us. We're actually on uh, Spotify, Apple music and a bunch of other things. And even sometimes YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. 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 Today. Uh, I'm still Giacomo. I'm with Dakota and Mr. Blaine today. And we're going to talk about some cool stuff. Absolutely. And yeah, talk about a cold opening there, man.
1: Yeah. Talk about the longest cold opening. Now, Blaine, you want to <laughs> tell us about your YouTube channel?
2: Uh yeah. So uh we're known as Six Sided Legion. Uh we started, I wanna say probably back in August of last year. Um we kinda just got our friend group together that started uh Kill Team um way back last year and uh thought, Hey, let's make a YouTube channel. We can do some battle reports, maybe some uh some tournament talks when we do those and uh yeah, now it's kinda kind of our thing. I don't know. It's a really cool experience. So
1: I love it. Yeah, man. Have a, uh, you know, it looks like you guys have a couple videos out now. Are you guys looking to, um, do this once a month? What do you guys have? Like a, um, whenever you guys so do
2: it or? we, we try. So, so currently it's been about a once a month thing. Um, we want to try to do one every two weeks. So typically we'll have like a weekend where we record one, two, maybe, maybe even three battle reports. Um and then we just kinda spend time editing each one and you know, popping them out every every two weeks or so. Uh so we just recorded one last night. Um I think we might be recording another one today. So Ooh. you know Yeah, yeah, a little uh little sneak peek. Uh might be, you know, a little uh a little worm blade versus higher attack action going on. So
0: Ooh, we got yeah, the scope.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. so uh, so
1: if you guys want to see some pretty awesome battle reports make sure you guys go over there show them some love um you know subscribe uh like comment you know oh yeah all the all the
2: the good stuff i know uh we do have something kind of in the works for for a thousand subscriber special so we're a little less than halfway there but i'm hoping that we can get there pretty soon so
0: well, I hope, I hope you, you can too. make it too. Yeah. <laughs> Hell
2: yeah. yeah! It'd be a pretty good, pretty pretty big goal for us. So,
1: so uh, quick question about um, your food preferences. Um, which uh, which which which
2: deployment train are you on? Oh gosh, back to this. Okay. Yep. Look, <clears throat> I don't know where I heard it or what you know what the conversation was, right? But. Okay. Dorito, or not Dorito, but uh, nacho is fine, right? Nacho is cool, I guess. Pizza is all right, right? It makes sense. But the real winner is is grilled cheese. Oh. And the reason being, oh. right, when you cut that grilled cheese in half, like diagonally, and you spread the two pieces apart, all the ooey-gooey cheese is in the middle of the board, right? It mm-hmm. just makes sense thematically. He's right. I mean, I mean, a little bit of a niche, niche take there, but, you know. It's definitely niche. Uh, yeah. it's definitely also wrong. Um, uh, I would beg to disagree, but it's the obrax
0: of the big four. <laughs> you and you
2: and your domino pizza sponsorship can can take that into the other room. Okay. Hey, you know, if
0: Doritos sponsored, I'd uh, I'd
2: flip the switch, you
1: know. Do you have, say, but.
0: Are you trying to work with Kraft singles so you can get a sponsorship with cheese? I or actually want,
2: want a Campbell's sponsorship for oh, tomato soup, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah. What? Yeah.
0: How does soup become a? Because I you am- dip
2: the grilled cheese in
0: the in soup. The soup.
2: If you never, never dip. Dipped- yeah, but how? How do you? How do you
1: do that? If If you've already cut it apart and you're you have the cheese like over the
2: entire board. You see what I'm saying? You can still dip the Dakota. You are taking this like in another direction. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what I'm
1: best at. You know. Uh,
2: yeah, it's what you're best known for. For sure. <laughs> is, uh,
1: is kindergarten cop, cop <laughs> love uh,
2: and, uh, and, uh, and uh, you know. And devil's advocate, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, devil's advocate, yeah. yeah
0: and only being partially colorblind. Um,
1: yeah, color. I did not know that. I am color, what Deficient? is it called? Deficient. Deficient. That's yeah. what the doctor okay. said. Color deficiency of red and green. So I let too much red into my eyes, which is weird to talk about. But uh,
2: yeah. Not 100% colorblind. Yeah. I, yeah, I know that they make gray. glasses for that, you know, if you've ever looked into those. Yeah, that would be great if I had health insurance, but, you know. Oh, well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you it's know. Skill team or health insurance. Pick one.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So today we are talking about the Inquisition Ashes of Faith box. And it's going to be amazing if you can get your hands on it. Giacomo, what time did you wake up this morning? You want to, <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what happened in your, your, your morning routine?
0: Yeah. So I woke up around six o'clock, did my stuff in the morning, went back to bed. And then around like, I want to say seven, I thought, oh yeah, the Ashes of Faith box came out today or pre-order came out. So casually, I strolled over to their website and thought like, let's see if we can even get in the queue. Just, you know, what the hell, what's going to happen? Uh, and it was a 404 page has been expunged. Fantastic. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, I heard uh, that uh <laughs> boxes were out of stock within like 30 seconds.
1: <laughs> yep, I jumped on at 10:03 and it was gone.
2: Yeah. Um I I hurts. heard that from somebody that they actually went live at like 9:55 and not 10. Really? Which, like threw everybody for a loop, so like all the scalpers got all the boxes before everybody else could even like know that they're they're on pre-order.
1: Yeah, well, all I can say is um, I will be praising corn if I don't get my box and going for skulls and blood for the blood god and stuff. So <laughs> the only thing that I get, once again, that can save me is the Inquisition's light. Uh,
0: um, I mean, yeah. No, real uh, quick, before we, before we get there, though, Dakota, if they're looking to try to get any sort of kilting product or any other product or even tournament things, where can they go to?
1: If they click on our affiliate link and go to flg dot com or our affiliate link will take you there. You can get secondhand miniatures, you can get uh, firsthand miniatures, and you can get uh, any of your tournament wants and needs. So the Las Vegas Open is going to happen uh, on January 18th through the 21st of 2024. It's going to be at the Rio Hotel and there's two hotel blocks. There's one more upscale and then there's one more budget so that there should be a price point for everyone. Um for the kill team event itself we will have two different packages. Um we're going to have a championship package which will be 3 days long from January 19th through the 21st. Day 1, Day 2 and Day 3 are going to be 3 games each for the championship. Uh the third day uh, you can choose to drop uh and play in the all random tournament which is going to be pods. You can bring 3 different teams. You get a randomly select a bunch of TAC Ops. So if if you're not feeling the competitive spirit anymore, you can always drop and go just have fun. Uh, The winners of each of those pods get to do a spin a wheel for a prize. So everything is as random as possible to play that up. Uh, Our narrative one, we're going to have probably only 10% of the tickets that we're going to be offering for the championship package. So if you want to do that, make sure you get it. Day one is going to be three single games, and day two is going to be two two v twos. So it's always going to be better if you have a partner to go with and play. Um, so day two is a little bit more exciting, and day three will also be a random tournament. Uh, well, it'll be the same random tournament, but you know uh, some of the competitive players might come down and play, and it should be a lot of fun. Um, the our affiliate link will be po- uh, will be posted. In this, and we'll be putting on the Discord. I'll also be putting a lot of it up on June 9th or June 8th so that people can just click on it and be ready to take it away. We did sell out last year four times uh, because we kept getting additional tickets. But I can tell you that we will know we will only get a certain amount of tickets this year, and when they're gone, they're gone. So sorry to play on that FOMO for you guys, but and uh, if anyone wants to go, I do want you guys to be there. So make sure that you get your tickets while they last for sure. Um, but that's pretty big news. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun for LVO this year. We're trying to uh, possibly double the attendance that we had last year, if not, yeah, at least double. So should be a lot of fun. Um, I think this might be Blaine's first time hearing this. Blaine, what do you think?
2: um i for one am definitely excited i also will be trying to go um you know obviously it's you know probably about what nine months out so definitely can't you know promise anything but i'm i'm sure us at six sided legion would would love to come back again it was a blast last time and it sounds like an even cooler time this time so
1: yeah. Last year I, I experienced burnout and I'm sure a lot of other people did. So what we're trying to do is st- start at 9am done at five, or a- it's actually probably going to be closer to four 15 so on the first day, second day, third day. So everyone can go still have fun in Vegas on the night. But, um, the problem is, is that once you go over 125 players, uh, you can no longer do a seven round tournament. So that would make us either have to do an eight round tournament, which would be, uh, you know, four rounds on Saturday, four rounds on Sunday. And I did that at KTO and it wasn't that much fun. Um, or Mm -hmm. you could do a three, three and one or three, three and two. So I just felt like in order to help burn out and help everyone have a little bit more fun, have a little bit more fun at Vegas in general. So it's not a kill team. Isn't the only thing you're doing there. Um, yeah. So, that's why we chose to split it up into three days on Thursday. We're going to have a social and on Friday night, we also might be doing something um, that we are currently working on for it's, it's not after dark, like what it used to be, but we might have uh, something cooking on that Friday night. So if people still want a little bit more kill team or see a little bit more of the community from anywhere, 40 K anyone, they can come over and jump in and have some fun. So, but uh it's enough of LVO let's move into ashes of faith
0: hmm AOF if you will AOF A- yeah
2: I love AOF yeah, yeah.
0: It's, uh, it's better than AOL
2: so
1: are you are you blaine are you looking to pick up uh, any of these teams in particular and play them
2: um so funny enough uh, around Christmas time, I ended up getting um, the accursed cultists and the normal chaos cultists boxes uh. And I had them unbuilt on my shelf when this box got rele- or revealed. Um, so all I need is the Dark Commune, and I've got that entire team. <laughs> wow. Nice. So uh-huh. I kind Now is the Dark yeah,
1: Commune sold out? That's the question.
2: Probably, but I planned on kit bashing them anyway. So I, I'm going to have some fun with it and, you know, do some some custom stuff. I want to do uh, some Slaneshi stuff and, uh, you know... Maybe, cool. uh, yeah, and maybe do my own things. so.
1: Now, are you planning on uh, making a, I think the easiest, by far the easiest way to the proxy the Dark Commune is just to run a bunch of Nazgul?
0: Oh, yo, that'd be sick. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah, and then what you have is, cool. is just
1: a is just a bunch of hobbits that they kill and transform. <laughs> into, I, that would
2: be pretty cool, yeah. Into, into, like, uh,
1: into like wargs and stuff, and then they turn into like the the cave trolls, and then you can run like a bunch of cave troll memes. <laughs> memes.
2: That, is, that is a very interesting uh, idea. <laughs> I'm sure that we might see
1: it at LVO. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, and then we also had um, when we spoke to Orion the chef idea. Yes. There's so many. There's so many great things. You could turn them into Pokemon. Start them off as Charmanders, turn them into Charmeleons, and they come out, pop out as Charizards. You know, winged, horned. You know, whatever.
0: Actually, that'd be, that'd be really cool. Yeah, that, yeah, would, be,
1: that you, would be yeah. pretty cool. Then you just have a bunch of um, um, trainers yeah. as yeah. your as your heroes. You know?
2: Yeah, that'd be sick. It'd be I'm pretty cool lie. to also have like your. Um, what are they called? The uh, accursed gifts or whatever, those tokens, like mm-hmm. just to signify which ones are which, you can have like little Pokeball tokens, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't work
1: as well, but
0: you know. Little Pokeball tokens work The little circles around them because you get to choose. We're getting ahead like of which, ourselves, which but which yeah, ones, yeah, which ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you want to jump into the meat of it then? Jump into a Chaos Cult? Yeah, sure.
1: We can All do right. Chaos first. Make everyone wait <laughs> <laughs> for, for the, for the other I think,
2: one. Honestly, the other one is probably the more complex. So
1: yeah, well, I mean, yes and no. So the cool thing is, is that the, like as, as, as an overview, I haven't looked at any of the narrative rules, unfortunately didn't have time, but um, for the two competitive looks or competitive aspects or just how the teams function in general. Chaos cults are much more difficult in game. Um, because, yes. because they do a lot more in the game. You'll almost have like a list building while you're playing, so on and so forth, compared to the Inquisition that has like a lot of brain power and strategy, tactics. And practice even before the game, because obviously you're going to be, you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to bring Arbides into Felgors because Arbides are good into Felgors. So you're going to bring the Inquisition plus the Arbides guys. Right. And then you're only going to know that if you play it, you know, and there's 37 teams out there. So there's a lot more prep, but it makes sense thematically as well, because the Inquisition is going to prep everything anyways. And chaos is just going to, you know, balls you out. Did. yeah it's chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> So their archetypes are infiltration and seek and destroy, and they are purely a hero comp team. So uh, what we mean by that is that they have one specific list and that's the list they take. They have 15 members. That's the biggest kill team outside of Gellerpox that we've seen. Um, What do you guys think about having so many models in this?
0: For how many people are going to perish as you play the game it's an absolute necessity in order to get to do their main mechanic
2: yeah i totally agree yeah i also think because the normal little cultists and, and you know getting a little bit ahead of ourselves have ga2 so realistically it's only about nine or ten activations so I, I think it's perfectly fine
1: i think they're also i think they're also going to be I think they're going to be a pretty good overall team um, for reasons that we can discuss in a little bit, but I think they're going to be pretty decent into horde teams and into uh, maybe not melee hordes. I mean, we'll have to see. Like, I don't know how good they're going to be into uh, Felgor, Uh, but who is at this point, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Intercession's supposed to be pretty good into them, so I guess I can't say that. We'll find out, uh, yeah. So when we when we go through the book um, in order, we run into tac ops next. Do any of you have a favorite tac op that they have, or do you think that they're all just bad?
0: No, I think there's a very very good one. Uh, tear through. It's uh, sorry, not tear through. Um, profane defilement. I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, I was about yeah. to
2: say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I was. I got ahead of myself. Profane defilement is like. Oh yeah, you were already going to do this anyways, so keep doing that.
2: Exactly. My thoughts. Exactly.
0: How about you, Mr. Which D? does
2: what?
0: Oh,
1: you want to say what? It, because remember, <laughs> yeah, not, everyone, yeah. not everyone on the podcast can,
2: <laughs> knows what happened yet.
1: So why don't you read it out for us?
0: So you can reveal this tech up at the reveal step. a target reveal step of any turning point after the first. If a friendly cult demagogue icon arc or mind witch operative starts and ends the turning point within square three inches of the center of the kill zone, you score a victory point. Do it again. Get a second victory point. Mm. so it seems
1: like they would be excellent with security too bad they don't have a security nope <laughs> yeah it's it i think i think it's good uh because the majority of your team you kind of want to be up and running at people um I think you're gonna run into issues against teams that want to take security with that so you know if you're gonna play Gellerpox Gellerpox might want to take security into you because they very well may think you're going to take profane defilement every turn or every time. So they would just stick their hulks in the middle of the battlefield, and you know, could be bad news. For,
2: I mean, uh, yeah, I'd love to see a Hulk versus a torment. That'd be yeah. that'd be so cool thematically. So
1: pretty the sure hulks would would win. But, oh, for bit, sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, you're, you're right. Right. supposed to. Yeah. Supposed to. <laughs> you only get four of them, right? Right, and their characters. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, especially the the thrice cursed. So now here's the thing. Remember how I was telling you I wanted my my heroes to have like protagonist vibes, Uh Um, which I think we yeah. Um, I want my my heroes to have protagonist vibes, and you know it's it's unfortunate that we don't necessarily get that in the Inquisition team, but we definitely have that. I feel in the this team with the demagogue. Um, I guess we should wait for that. Let's let's talk about their abilities.
0: <laughs> so, um, so you want to you want to go for this one? Sure.
1: And then, um, Blaine, let's have you go over their their gifts. What you think is going to be the best? Okay. Yeah. So uh, their mutations are though There's a few things that probably need to be. Clear cleared up in this, um, and I think that they will be cleared up very soon. Um, one of which is if uh, during the battle friendly chaos cultists can mutate each time they do, you have to mutate them into the following. Now they can only mutate once I believe. No, actually they might not be able to. Or Your chaos cultists can mutate into from a devotee into a mutant into a torment or you they can regain d3 plus one wounds now they do that in a few very special ways um so in the strategy step you can spend when you would spend a strategic ploy instead you pass and you just mutate any number of friendly chaos cult models um into the for however many turning points it is. So if it's turning point one, you can spend it. You can mutate one of your little dudes into a mutant. Turning point two, you can take two guys and turn them either one guy into the torment, one guy into a mutant. Right. So at that point in time, you can do that. Um, at the end of a combat in which a devotee menu uh, operative inflicts damage but is not incapacitated, can also transform. So that could be that could happen. I mean, you could transform every every single model into a um, into an actual mutant on turning point one or turning point two, just from charging them not dying and doing two damage to each model, right? So it is possible, but very unlikely. Um, and then also when your cult demigod demigog. Operative performs an accursed benediction action, which we'll go over that in a little bit. Uh, You can also take an operative and transform it. Now, there are a few things to remember when when these guys mutate. When they mutate, even if they have one wound left, they go up to their full amount of wounds for whatever the new model is. Now, it's the same model. They just basically get healed. So from a devotee who has seven wounds, even if he has one wound left, turns into a mutant, has seven wounds again if that goes all the way down to one then and transforms, then all of a sudden you have a 13 moon model. So then he effectively has 24 wounds, right? Um, which is kind of nutty, but it's not going to happen to everyone. Right. So whenever that happens, you want to swap the miniatures, uh, as close as possible, uh, to where they were. And then there's a few little nuanced rules that we should discuss and make sure that no one gets them, um, confused. Now in the rules, it does say that, um, when you, at the end of the battle, you revert the model, uh, at the end of the battle to back to the devotee, but I'm pretty sure that is, uh, afterwards. So actually it should be as rules as intended or only during narrative. I don't think it actually means like during the actual end of the battle step. Um, otherwise, you know, since it's a transformation and it's not a mutation cost, then the mod- models would die. Models would, uh, you know, shrink smaller, not be able to contest objectives possibly or seize, seize ground. Causes way too many things, and uh, it definitely was not meant to be there or not meant to be read as such. Also, there is a very specific um, rules interaction where you can spend a strategy uh, the strategy phase. When you can turn uh, a devotee into a mutant, technically the way it, as it's written is that you can just keep doing that over and over and over, and then you can start off the game with you know five mutants and three of the uh, three of the torments, and that's obviously not how it's meant to be. It should only be once. So if you guys are going to go out there and you're going to try to try to do that, I don't think I'd ever play with anyone who who's trying to do that because that's obviously <laughs> not 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 intended. Um, and I'm sure that we will get clarifications on those soon enough. And that is not how they will be run in tournaments either. So, uh, it's a little bit confusing, but goes devotee to mutant to torment and they get there in very specific ways. So just make sure you guys, uh, are transforming whenever you can and, uh, trying to keep your guys alive. Mr. Blaine.
2: Yeah, um, talk about these gifts. Yeah, so this is probably the 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 more interesting part in a competitive Mm -hmm. set, I suppose. Um, So you've got six accursed gifts, um, and you gain these gifts uh, when you mutate into a mutant or torment. Um, So how these work is the first time that you transform a devotee into a mutant, you have to choose one of these gifts for all of your mutants for the rest of the game to gain. Um, and then when you, the first time you transform a mutant into a torment, you choose another gift and all your torments get, I believe both the mutant and the torment, uh, abilities. So it can get kind of crazy, especially when you, when you stack the right ones together, uh, on your torments. Um, and then you've got a a tactical ploy to kind of add one when you activate a a torment as well, which is kind of cool. But, um, so I guess I can go over these real quick in order. Uh, first one, we've got Winged, um, which is ignoring any or all modifiers to its movement characteristic and ignoring the first two inches of uh, a single climb, drop, or traverse in that activation. Um, that is kind of nuts. It's basically Optimized Gate, um, in a way, from Huntercoid, which we all know is really good. Um Pusted. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to try that one out. Um, get some non-reciprocal charges going. Uh, second one we have is Fleet, which is also really good to to tack on to Wing-In. Uh, it's just adding one inch to the operative's movement characteristic. Um, so nine-inch charges, uh, seven-inch moves, really, really good stuff. 10-inch um, threat range. Exactly. Um, you can even kind of use it in conjunction with one of their equipment, which is a crack grenade, and get a, a pretty large crack grenade threat. So... Uh, for number three, we've got Chitness, uh, which has improved this operative uh, save characteristic by one. Uh, I believe every operative on this team saves on fives. So having your torments or mutants save on fours is pretty good. Um, number four, we have Horned, which is every time or each time this operative finishes a charge action, you can select one enemy operative within its engagement range. It suffers a mortal wound or D3 mortals if it is a torment. So basically, spiked charge from the Lumber on mm-hmm. Yellerpox. I will probably see myself using this one 90% of the time because it is just, a, it's really good. Um, number five is Sinude. So you can ignore any or all modifiers to the weapon skill characteristic of this operative's uh, melee weapons. So it kind of gets around uh, injury a little bit. And then your melee or your melee weapons also gain brutal, which is really good. Yeah, it's it's good in the right matchups when you you are worried that they're kind of just gonna parry you out. So I, I like that a lot. Um and then final one is barbed. Uh this operative's melee weapons gain reap one or reap two if it's a torment this is probably gonna be my least taken one. Um just because it is very, very specific to you know, the situations that you find yourself in. So
1: So if you had to choose two, which two would
2: you choose? I would probably go Winged and Horned because being able to get non-reciprocal charges um, and have mortals done on those charges is really, really good in my opinion. I agree.
1: Uh, Those are the two I would take. I would maybe switch out Winged for uh, Fleet in Into the Dark but that yes. might be the only yep. thing that I would change. I think those two are probably like, if we're looking at intercession, right? You had durable and rapid forever, right? I think that these two will be the, uh, Oh yeah. The main two for most teams. How about and- you, G what do you think?
0: No, I'm in agreeance, but if I had to choose something different against a team, I might choose barbed every now and then, especially against, uh, the new goat people, you know, Beastman. If you can, if, cause they're going to probably be close together. You run in, you can reap all of them in one little spot. I could trigger off um, their frenzy early before they even get a chance to activate. So then they would activate, do their one thing and die.
2: I could see that. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. I got, I mean, I could also see chitness being used quite a lot uh, just because it is pretty dang good. Better saves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do like saves uh, though. It doesn't help you in close combat and that's where these guys want to be. So yeah. Mm. I think it depends
2: highly on what you want to play, it, and that's, it, that's what it I'm Very saying. much depends on the matchups, and even specifically the situations in those matchups.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that I think is like it's it's pretty difficult to like figure out. Like these guys are going to be difficult in game to make decisions. So if you're good at making decisions under pressure,
0: under pressure,
1: then you want to do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to have a high skill ceiling for sure. Absolutely.
1: So let's move on to uh, strategic ploys and tact ploys. Do you guys have any other uh, comments on uh, abilities, or abilities?
0: That's pretty uh, straightforward to think me. So yeah, yeah. It's, okay.
1: So strat ploys uh, and tact ploys. Uh, do you guys have any uh, any specific favorites?
2: Uh, personally, personally, uh, sickening aura is yeah. probably my my favorite out of the strategic ploys. Okay. Um, and I can go ahead and read this off real quick. Yeah, uh, so while an it. enemy oper- so it's one CP, uh, while an enemy operative is within two um, of a friendly mutant, torment, or dark commune, so and everything but the devotees. Uh, you worsen the ballistic and weapon skill characteristics uh, of that enemy operative's weapons by one, and it's not cumulative with being injured. Um, so I think the most interesting part about this is that things that ignore injury don't ignore this yeah because it doesn't say as if it were injured so i i really really like the wording on that and it's going to make for some interesting combats
1: yeah this is also i mean you you we'd have to look at the same effects for rust and rust animations for like when you move into and out of the aura like of mm-hmm. when you're when you're getting it because like during the move obviously you don't get it And then, you know, like when you, let's say if you move through a character to get somebody else and you're out of that range, you don't just still keep the, uh, keep the, the, the minus one, minus one. So
2: I'm I'm sure that there will be a a few questions about some of these rules. So yeah, it'll be interesting to to see what they end up ruling.
1: I think like most, most teams, when things first come out, we need a little bit of something. So, I mean, I'm sure that, uh. They'll they'll get to the community soon enough. Gee, did you have any favorite ones?
0: Yeah, you use it's uh, between two of the strategic and tactical. So mm, starting with fervent onslaught, so that way you can uh, roll, re-roll one of the attacks, uh, or sorry, retain one as a normal hit just to have a guarantee. Because again, with the dudes, they're not hitting particularly. Like you don't have three ups and stuff on hitting, so any amount of RNG that you're removing so that you can guarantee a hit is great. And then you pair that with Unleash the Demons, so you can either do a free fight or you fight twice because you're probably going to be fighting with the mutants and the torments, anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and pair that up with their with their upgrades, like we must we talked about earlier, and uh, you know charge in, do some D three mortal wounds, then guaranteed to hit. You know you're killing some dudes for sure. Absolutely.
1: Um, for me, I would actually have to say my favorite. I I think what what is probably the best on them or that I think I'd be playing more often, especially, especially during capture, during loot, during any of those, I'd say probably is creature of the night. Uh, creature of the night is until the end of the turning point when determining control and objective marker that any friendly mutant or torment operatives within circle of the, of within circle of treat enemy operatives, total APL as being one less. Uh, no, this is not a modifier. So you can actually, I don't know if they have another way of giving another modifier of minus one um, for controlling objectives or anything like that. Uh, but,
2: they do. Yes. Okay. Um,
1: so you can essentially turn a vet guard to zero, uh, multiple models <laughs> to, to one, <laughs> um, space marines all the way down to one. So in capture, sometimes that's just going to be great because you can just like walk up and just take it, take away right away. because when capture is being happened and crit ops, like the, the moment you lose control, you, you remove the token.
2: It neutralizes it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So
1: pretty strong. I think,
2: I think I I do have a runner up ploy real quick. Um, and this is, so I, I played a lot of blooded, so this is probably coming from, from that kind of side of me, a faithful follower. I, I feel like is going to be very, very strong. Um, as we've seen with, you know, uh, protector or uh, the protector, pro- no, what's the drone protocol? Savior uh, protocol? Savior protocol from, from Pathfinders and Can the Can we just not ploy?
1: make anything, any kind of <laughs> relations or correlations to the space communists? Sorry, go ahead.
2: <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so it's one CP tactical ploy. Uh, you use it when a friendly uh, demagogue, uh, icon arc, or mind witch is selected as the target of a shooting attack. So the three. Kind of specialists on your team, um, and then you select one friendly, one other friendly operative um, that is not one of those operatives to that is visible to and within two of the, the three specialists, uh, and you resolve the shooting attack against the other friendly instead, and it is treated as a valid target. This is worded in the exact same way that Blooded's uh, ploy is, so you're you're still getting cover saves, uh, and you don't have to be. Um, it even looks like it's better because the actual like new target doesn't even have to be visible to the enemy that's shooting.
1: Yeah. But that, then obviously it's like, Oh, I'm going to shoot this guy with, you know, plasma. And it's like, Oh, actually this, this normal little dude's going to die instead.
2: Exactly. I, I love that just as a thematic sense. I love it as a, a game mechanic. It's, it's great.
1: Yeah. These guys are literally just orcs. Like, just think about it. Like not orcs, <laughs> like like Lord of the ring or, orcs, you know, like, yeah, Like they're just around their leaders, like lerts, you know, and they're just all dying for him, you know, and you know Boromir standing in the middle, like blowing his horn, you know. (laughs) The rest of them are just killing everything. Sorry. No, that's going to be really strong. Uh, In fact, I didn't. I don't even think I fully read that one through. Uh, That's really strong. That's really good.
2: Yeah, I think it'll be great when you're when you can kind of stack it along with the uh, the icons abilities that we'll get to in a second, I'm assuming. And, uh, it, I, I definitely feel like it's probably going to be my u- most used ploy. So I can this- definitely see
1: all of these being super good. Like we have frenzy demise, which, you know, when something dies like a mutant or a torment, you can inflict D three mortal wounds. um, for unleash it, the demon, you know you can perform a free fight action, or it can perform uh, two fight actions. I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff.
2: I I feel like these guys are going to be similar to Gellerbox in a way that, like, turn two or turn three, you're going to end up spending like three CP in the in the like the turning point just on ploys. Yeah, like at that. least, yeah.
1: And they have a lot of reminiscence towards them, just because you know they're also a hero team. They're also chaos. They also have a ton of models. They also have very similar big dudes or eventual big dudes. So, if you like Geller Box, you'll probably like these guys too. So let's go over uh, a couple of these models. Uh, probably the main. Well, I mean this this team is pretty small. So the Colt you know Demigod. Say it again, G.
0: No, I was going to say yeah. It's only what it's actually seven profile data cards.
1: Yeah. So we have uh, the cult demigod demigog, and he is he's very strong because he's very very helpful in um, his auras and stuff. Right, so you can make. He has a pistol for four attacks, hitting on fours, two three damage, range six. He has a staff that can shoot as well, which does four attacks hitting on fours, three, six damage, but it's only range two, and it has stun. And then he can also, or she can also uh, make melee attacks, very similar profile, four attacks hitting on fours, three, six damage, also stun. But I feel that when this model moves, he's pr- and starts casting the, it's, a, uh, it's AP, it's probably going to stay mostly where it's at. So you kind of want to get this model, I think, where you want to get it, and then buff a bunch of things and then like turning point 2 you're going to start doing this or 3 and after 3 it's not going to move or if you do it on 2 then it's going to move 3 and then on 4 you're going to start doing stuff with it again but um it takes up a lot of setup right so we have accursed benediction this is its unique actions so one friendly chaos cultist operative that is visible and within 6 can mutate which you're probably going to be doing that most game most most rounds
0: Pretty much every turn. Yeah,
2: I he I've heard that this should probably probably be a free action or a zero APL action, um, just because you you want to be doing this every turning point if you can, which means that he either can't move or like you're doing you know a, a move action and then that. So,
1: well, you we'll can see. get a you could get a torment on turn one with it. Like you could. Mutate somebody with your little strat ploy thing, and then look at him and be like, "Yo, you're you're a big boy now," you know.
2: Um, so as it's worded currently, I don't believe that you can because it in the mutate section it says uh-huh. that each operative, each friendly, can only be mutated once per turning point. Okay, correct. Um, well, so like you can't like you know double double it up with this guy, but you can still get two torments turn two. So, at least which is seven, strong, yeah, yeah. It's it still is very super strong. strong.
1: Well, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we've we 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 got that one because uh, they could have been stronger than I thought they were.
2: Yeah, um, that was my first thought. And I, was, yeah. I had to reread it. I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In that case, I think it probably could go down to zero AP, but maybe they have the reasons. Uh, maybe when it was at zero AP, maybe you could just do everything else. Maybe they want you to choose because inside Slaughter, you can. Then get somebody to do within six inches, also invisible, free fight action. And then incite urgency is they get a free dash or charge right within six. So you can either um, not move, make somebody big, make somebody um, uh, do a free charge, or do somebody do a free fight, or maybe later in the game, you have somebody do a free free charge and then do a free fight action. So uh, pretty strong.
0: Very strong, and it helps like they all want to sort of be clustered together,
1: yeah. For that I would like point, to, I would like to do this blade guard, blessed blade guy, and then you guys tell me what you guys think. And then one of you take the uh, the cooler model, the icon arch. This guy <laughs> He's pretty strong. So, okay. I think the blessed blade guys, the actual Nazgul's of this team, I feel that they um are definitely because they can both okay. So, these models. Or you get two of them in a team, four attacks, hitting on fours, four, six damage, lethal five. One round with these guys can easily take out a Space Marine, in my opinion. So they can group activate between the two of them, and as long as they're within six inches, and they can complete their actions in any order. So you could have one guy charge a Space Marine, and then the next guy charge a Space Marine, and then the first guy will fight four attacks, hitting on threes, four, uh, four six damage, lethal fives. Uh, if the space Marine doesn't die, then the other guy gets to attack and is going to hit uh, and probably kill the space Marine. So pretty strong for a double uh, activation in my opinion. What, what do you guys think?
2: Um, I, I personally think that they are probably going to be like the, uh, I don't want to say like the, the front line, but you're probably going to be pushing them in uh, the most often. Um, especially because they are eight wounds, so they can take hits back from a from a Space Marine uh, or equivalent. You know. Oh yeah. Um, and then they can even like trap people in in fallback, or not trap them, but you know deal deal mortals if they try to try to get out of engagement range, which is just a, a good utility, honestly.
0: I think it's a really cool ability, the attuned in purpose. It's something I don't always see, and I think about. Hands, not hands, uh, talents of the emperor are the closest thing to have this ability when you do one sister, one custode. And mm-hmm. I like that. I like, I like those abilities. I think they're pretty cool. They seem appropriate cause they're only hitting on fours. So you're going to probably, I don't know, make the total of between eight hits, probably five to four hits in total, which if feels yeah. right, it feels right. I mean, not bad.
1: If you think about it in into the dark, you can have a guy open a door, charge somebody the second model can then charge them and fight them, hitting on threes, f- uh, f- uh, four, six damage, lethal five. So, you know, on Into the Dark, Combat these guys sport, are... Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're going to be strong, too.
2: Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys forgot, but uh, Exaction Squad's uh, Leash Master and the dog have this uh-huh. ability. They so,
3: do. yeah, oh, yes it's, they do it's not very
2: rememberable because, you know, Exaction Squad. But, yeah, they, they definitely have that ability as well, and it's probably up there for for one of the better uh like GA2 kinda Yeah. So
1: the exaction squad's awesome because you can like have the dog like move extra, move, then move your model and then change its action again and then have it like be a super attack dog and do it yeah. all at the same activation, which is super cool.
0: Let's see uh the that exaction squad little group versus these blessed blades. Yeah <laughs> that good
2: <goes. laughs> um You know, we're not going to talk about that. I'll just put (laughs) shield guys in front and then, you know, we'll call it a day.
0: It'll be an episode on your YouTube channel in time. Absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What about this? I arch.
0: I like it. It's, it's fine. It's cool. Do you want to go for it, Blaine?
2: (laughs) Uh, sure. I mean, sure. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, I, this is probably my second favorite model on the team. Um, so first it's it's a five up save eight wounds uh I think all of the commune guys are like that um he's got a burning sensor it's basically a, a flamer with six dice but it's torrent three so insane that, that is kind of kind of gross if you can get him up in it's a you know in flame. Th- the dude. thick of it yeah um I am very excited for that especially on into the dark when it's also lethal five mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh it, it'll be great i i think it'll I think it's, it's a nice addition to the team. Um, I guess similar in the sense that like Gellerpox have the, the vulgar, like pyre gut kind of, kind of thing. Um, he's also got a pistol in case, you know, you don't want to use the flamer for some reason. Uh, fours on fours, two, three range six, and then, uh, crude melee weapons. So same as your devotees in a way. So it's three on fours, two, three damage. Um, he's got three abilities. These, so these are all static abilities. Um, he counts as one extra for uh, controlling objectives, so he's just a, a basic icon bearer. Um, which it could be good in in collective with the uh, strategic ploy that allows your your torments and mutants to to make your enemies count as one less. Right. Um, he's also got ruinous deter- uh, deterioration, uh, so each time a an attack dice would inflict damage on an enemy operative uh, within four inches of this guy. Uh, you add one to the damage inflicted to or from that attack dice. So, as long as an enemy operative is within four of this guy, they're taking plus one damage on everything, which is kind of kind of good. <laughs> so it turns like your torments into to what f- uh, five sevens uh, or five sixes, and your mutants into four sixes or four fives. It, it can be very good, especially into elite teams when you know you just do this after they activate and. They're stuck there. Um, I mean,
1: I could also see that ability being him suiciding himself by running up, getting within one of a model flame, throwing a bunch of models, including himself uh, and killing everything (laughs) with his, with this burning
2: center. I believe that that torrent actually doesn't hit friendlies. I think it's just blast and splash. Wow. Because, because torrent I believe is just enemy operatives. So I mean cool. yeah, he could totally just chart like run up and, and Flamer, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah he's gonna good. be he's you gonna be pretty good. Six yeah.
1: attacks hitting on twos, uh three four damage at that point.
2: Exactly. Um, <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah, because <laughs> he, he he does boost himself. <laughs> um and then we've got ruinous invigoration. Um each time an attack die would be would inflict damage on a friendly, and that friendly is within four inches of him. Ah, uh, you subtract one from that damage inflicted by uh, to a minimum of two, of two. So stacked on top of the the natural resilience of this team and the healing from mutations, and I feel like this is this could be really really good, uh, especially if you take that tack up where you want him in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. and you're going to have people in the middle so you can kind of defend that area a little bit.
1: Yeah, I could also see them getting the same treatment as Gellerpox by uh, later on, uh, we'll just talk about them now, and then we'll go to the the, the coolest model, uh, the Mind Witch last. G, you can take that one. Devotees, they are, they are there. <laughs> they have seven wounds. They're hitting on four attacks, hitting on fours, two three damage, just pistols. Not very good. Um, the thing that you can say is that they have four attacks in melee, which is better than better than most normals. So they're not useless they're just next to useless and then you have uh they turn into chaos mutants and they have four attacks hitting a fours three four damage relentless and rending plus the abilities that we discussed a little bit earlier their their little uh their bonuses and finally you have the big bad boys the chaos torments now the the thing between the mutants and the chaos torments is that they do have a uh not only do these guys heal after you've hurt them, if you don't kill them fully, they also have the feel no pain of five plus. And uh, we we all know that that was pretty much nerfed into six plus for Gellerpox. So I guess we'll have to see how good this team is. And if they're too overpowered, I can foresee uh, the mutants going to a six plus or torments going to six plus. Because once they transform, they're going to be so much, they're going to be even harder to kill
2: because of.
0: Feel no pains, you know, and maybe you add shitness on top of that. So four up save plus a let's say <sighs> five, five up, up feel yeah, no yeah, pain. Yeah, even worse. And then
2: on top of that, the icon bear reducing damage by one. Oh, <laughs> even yeah. worse. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You can
0: you can make these things unstoppable <laughs> tanks.
2: Yeah, I I'm very excited. I'm not a big fan of why I, I wasn't a big fan of Gellerpox, but I I feel like the mutations and stuff with your your dark commune. Like I feel like it's it's a little bit more interesting. I guess.
1: To me, me, these guys are just going to be, these guys are just cooler than Gellerbox, just plain and simple, in my opinion.
0: So let's go to the Mind Witch. Yeah, Yeah, let's go to the Mind Witch. This guy, this person, this abomination (laughs) is pretty standard stat line. Five up save, eight, uh, has the worst attacks I've ever seen. It fights with its (laughs) fists. So this is a horrible model. Don't ever run it in your (laughs) team um no that's that's besides the point uh really where it makes up for is not in combat but rather in its psychic mind this reminds me of the blackstone fortress those uh psychers i forget what those are called Mm -hmm. the ones that are kind of floating and using chains to hold them down the
2: um the demon hosts
0: demon hosts this kind of reminds me of that so they have three special abilities which are all psychic actions they have heinous deluge which subtracts one APL, uh, APL. All they need is line of sight to the model that they want to remove it from and not be an engagement range, uh, which is incredible. So you just see it and go, uh, that guy's going to have one less APL. And again, in conjunction with all the other APL crap you can do, so you yeah. can really <laughs> just make you can make this team do nothing. Your opponents do nothing. Uh, that's the simpler one. Then you have Malefic Vortex. This one is a little more complicated. You're using token a token to put in place. Uh, so in a location visible to this operative, so, so let's go over because there's a lot in this one. It's a psychic action. You remove your Malefic Vortex token that would be on the board. If not, you place one at any location that's visible to this operative or on a vantage point of a terrain uh, that is visible to the operative as well. So you can kind of put it anywhere if you're playing open board or into the dark. And then each enemy operative within two inches of the t- this token gets a mortal wound. In addition, at the end of each turning point, each enemy operative within two of that token suffers another mortal wound um yeah it's just doing damage that goes through
2: yeah so So much because you can just use it against castling guys just like a Mm -hmm. silent shooter right like get off that that vantage point (laughs) exactly yeah
0: this like just alone before we get to the last ability a lot of this team wants to break up hordes that like to bunch because you have so many abilities that just punish people for being too close, whether it's Torrent, whether it's the Malefic Vortex, whether it's your ability to reap all those things. So that's kind of what I'm getting, just looking at the team overall. And then now let's get to the last part, Infernal Gaze. This one is a unique thing, because I've never seen one like this where it gets stronger as you get closer. So it's a psychic action. You select one enemy operative within six inches of it and have line of sight. You suffer a number of mortal wounds based on the distance. So if you're within six, the, the enemy takes three. If you're within two, or sorry, four, you take D3 plus three, and then if you're within two, D3 plus five. So you can you can just knock people out with this ability. So the Mind Witch is very strong. What it lacks, though, is defensive abilities, so you do want to pair this with maybe one of those torments to be ready to fight.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is definitely my my favorite model on the team. Um, and one thing I do want to to point out here is it's two APL and these psychic actions are not limited to only one per turn. So you can use both like two actions, two of these actions per turning point or per action. Sure? Uh, yes, aren't, because aren't psychic spells just once. So, per so normally, normally a psychic action, um, the you, like a psyker would have manifest psychic power as a mm-hmm. as a uh, mm-hmm. APL Ability. action. And mm-hmm. that specific action says it can only be used once per turning point. Or in, you know, I guess Harlequin's sake, you can use it twice, but um, these don't say that they limit the, you know, how many they can do. Like, these are a different way of like approaching psychic actions.
1: Interesting. Um, So you can just be like, hey, Space Marine, you're dead now.
0: Yep, Vortex and then Gaze. Uh, So
2: so you can, I believe it's still, you still have to follow the the one, 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 one of each. So you can't, you can't repeat, but like you can do, you can do like Infernal Gaze and Malefic Vortex or, you know, any other combination. Mm. So.
1: So, hey, Space Marine, you get two, only two APL and I'm going to do eight Mortal Wounds to you. Right. Now you're wounded. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Screw the corpse Emperor
2: <laughs> that, hurt, that hurt me
1: so hard. That hurt me so much to say. That's that, so It felt
0: lackluster. I don't I'm like so it. sorry. Yeah, it, uh, I definitely. I'm gonna get on the, my knees uh, real quick. I done. definitely heard the lack of
2: motivation behind that, that oh, uh, statement.
0: Gonna... Uh, I want to point one thing out. That they're this is the first team that I can recall okay. that just uses a generic pistol. It's not anything else, right? It's not yes. like a right. This is the first time. It's just a yeah. pistol.
2: I I did notice that too.
1: <laughs> For what?
2: Uh, just their profiles. So like, you know, normally if it's ever been like a LAS pistol or a bolt. Yeah, it's just a or, clock. That's it. It's just, a, a, <laughs> just pistol. a clock. That's it. just a clock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I want to imagine that they found them on some dead guardsmen and they just picked them up and just, you know, that's that's about it. <laughs> they, they don't really know how to shoot them. But
1: <laughs> so for the equipment, um, there's nothing that's like super crazy or overpowered. We can probably skip it. Um you can give people like a way to dash, you can
3: you can uh, give somebody
1: a five up invul. you can give yeah. somebody a special weapon. I think that, the, that's the one the that grenades.
2: Does I think it requires a call out here is vial blessing. Um so you can only take one, it's three EP. Uh, you give it to somebody, and then if that operative mutates, they keep the, this ability. Uh, and then they get like a once per battle, uh, just a scratch. Um, okay. So, you know, uh, again, you throw that on something that you think is going to be a torment turn two, and all of a sudden now it's stacked with a five up, feel no pain, and your icon bears reduction and healing from mutating. Like, it, it, there's a lot of damage reduction in this team, and yeah. I love it.
0: You can invest, I was just thinking, you could do Chaos Sigil, Vile Blessing, you could give it Chitness. You can make this thing really indestructible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you really could. So overall, how would you guys kind of grade this this specific team?
2: Uh, personally, um, I would grade them, I want to say a, a high, high A if we were to use a, a tier list, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe S tier if you could if you really got down to the science of it and like played the, the mutations and accursed gifts and everything like perfectly. Uh, I definitely feel like this team has a very high skill ceiling and is not as forgiving as like Gellerpox or Felgor will be. Yeah, um,
1: they're like opposite of, of Gellerpox, but yeah. still just, just as strong, yeah.
2: Yeah, because like if you lose too many of your small dudes. Like too early, you can kind of throw off your end game, but I, I definitely feel like this team has a lot of room for like the player to improve. So I love it.
1: Yeah, I think this team is going to struggle into Pathfinders for sure. They can turn one Alpha Strike. It's going to be really hard to uh, hide f- all fifteen of your models, and you also have a fly drone that can just full say fallusade, hmm like. The- uh, like two different models kill yeah fusilid kill kill another two models so instantly you could lose possibly like five guys um yeah that's true i could definitely see this this team struggling into certain matchups but i would still put them at a at a strong a because if you know what you're doing and you know how to hide and you know how to move your models you should still mostly be able to um you know, get in. Cause I mean, if you're going to play Pathfinders, you know, maybe you don't take anything. Maybe you just give everyone the free dash or five different models of free dash so that you can spread out. Um, so, you know, there's, there, there are going to be ways that you can play this team. I think I'd rate them a solid a and flavor wise and fluff wise. I think, I think this team really is probably one of the better teams in
0: all of Kill Team. They bring it home for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think, uh, yeah, both with flavor and and just the the mutate ability itself is just unique to kill team. So
1: absolutely, let's move on to the Inquisition. My favorite part of this. <laughs> so excited! So you... coolest thing they can take any archetype. Wow, fantastic!
0: Wow, got out of 10.
1: Ten out of ten. A tier already. A tier for most people. A tier. A tier, fantastic. Um, these guys can take recon. They can take security. They can take infiltration. Uh, they can take seek and destroy. Well, so way. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> Any of them, you know. Uh, it's gonna be really good. I think. Also, like a lot of people online are try- are saying that they're gonna be really good or they're gonna be really bad and I feel that these guys are gonna have the same problem that like veteran guard and um, other shooty horde teams have like the votan uh, the hearthkin warriors um they're gonna be difficult to master because there are there is so much options there's so much different play on so many teams but if the right person plays them enough and you know picks them up enough these guys can easily podium for sure and then I also see them you know, fall into the bottom quite regularly too. If, if you don't know what teams to take or your secondaries, what secondaries to choose and so on and so forth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, There's this, this team has like, if we thought the other team had a lot going on, this one has even more going on. Yeah. Yeah. I I think this team you can take
1: between 10 and 13 models for this particular team.
0: Um. I think Am it's 12. Right? I, be- I believe it's twelve. 12? Yeah,
2: because you you, yeah, because you're the minimum that you can take. I believe is twelve inquisitional agents.
0: <laughs> yes, and your your auxiliary become the uh, inquisitorial, right. inquisitorial yeah, agents. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: You're right. Okay, yeah. So it's yeah. twelve and thirteen models. Yeah. So, um, you get a the interrogate the interrogator who is like your you're the inquisitor right? Uh, the interrogator is your is your underling who is awful at his job other than telling (laughs) people what to
2: do. Uh, I've, yeah, I've heard that he's probably the worst like leader leader in the game. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: In terms of like, in terms of like action stuff, like he has great abilities, but his action stuff's kind of whatever, like we'll get there. We'll get there.
1: Yeah. So the tomb school, the tome school skull is kind of there. Like I'm sure the inquisitors yelling at people to do certain things and helping them out. It's just a, a floating servitor score, skull on a thirty-two mil base. Yeah, the auto savant, the quest keeper, death world veteran, enlightener, gun servitor, hexorcist, the mystic, the penal legionnaire, and pistoler. Now this team is very, very wide in variety. But the the one of the problems is is that you either going to have to kit bash this team or Heaven forbid you pay, you spend three hundred and twenty dollars and buy two boxes just to make one Inquisition team. It's gonna be it's gonna be feels good. So you only get seven models in the box. So they're really making you. They're like, oh, we heard that everyone wants this Inquisition team. We're gonna make them pay for it. <laughs>
0: I mean, the the good side is is GW has released a lot of individual models over the years. That if you've been collecting, yeah, you can just put this together. You already have. Yes,
1: it. I can pretty much make this team if I wanted to. I, I expect you to play it. Yeah, I'm going to. Good. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so the ancillary supports that they can take is five sisters of silence, which is going to be amazing with this team. They're great close combat. They have three up wounds, eight, uh, three up saves, eight wounds, big swords. Fantastic. The scions definitely got nerfed. Uh, I don't really see a reason why you would take them. it probably yeah, I, be better if they just I, left there, them off. There I isn't a upset. reason
2: though.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's like there's like nothing for them to do. Like I thought, if they're not going to get their leader to give them something, okay, maybe Sisters of Silence and uh, Scions will get something. At least Sisters have a little bit more use because they have anti But if I'm going to take Scions, I'd rather just take Vetguard or I take Cassecin. Yeah, like I think
1: point? I think Scions. Well, here's the problem is like. A three up, the math the math goes, if you left Scions at a three up hit to hit with the Inquisition's bonuses and you get like an extra dice, you just do way too much damage, right? It's just mathematically bonkers.
2: Yeah, it, it might be a, a similar situation that Kazakim with elite points where yeah. the stuff that yeah, they if you get
0: have elite on
2: top or like even Votan, right? The stuff that you get on top of your team makes up for the four up ballistic skill.
1: Yes, but absolutely.
2: then you have access to Kazarkin, which has every option that Scions do, plus Gunners, like or plus uh plus some. Like, what is
1: the Scions comp? I mean, we'll get to the Scions, and maybe maybe there's something special about the Scion comms that is better than the Kazarkin, who gives plus two as, AP as to two different far as I know it's the exact, uh, same, exact same thing. thing. You can just
2: use it twice in anybody on the board. <laughs> so
1: here's my so- <laughs> one negative of this team: just replace them with the Rogue Traders. Why not? Um gives you a little bit more in my opinion, but you know <sighs> moving on to the exaction squad. You can get, you can take five operatives, right? The five operatives, you can take a bunch of different dudes, uh, including the dog. I also wish, actually, I know a better one. I know a much better one. Let's get rid of the Scions. Okay. Stick with me, guys. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going
2: to, it's going to derail. Oh, a this is going to be a hot take. I, I want to hear this. We're going to, it's going to derail hard. Don't say, freezer. don't
0: say Eldar. No. No.
2: Oh, I see. I've got one in mind. I've got one in mind. So I'm, I'm thinking if we're thinking the same thing, this is interesting. So we're
1: going to get rid of scions. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take every dog from every
2: no. other faction. That's definitely not tents. what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> and then we're going to put them all in the same thing, right? Along with the, with the, um, the Imperial Navy breachers cat. Right. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then you can just take all dogs Alongside your models, and that would be amazing. And
2: I'd be very you know happy. what that reminds me of. It reminds me of the movie G Force, where it's the like the GI Joe guinea pigs.
1: Hell yeah! Oh, dude. I played yeah. a video game about that. <laughs> or they're just like, hey, yeah. you can take five cyber mastiffs, or you could take five. You know these, and then we'll just reignite the uh, the dog conversation from Kill Team ago. <laughs> That's nice important. What is what see, is your thought? What would see, you I, I was scions thinking.
2: With? I was thinking replace scions with uh, Admech. And uh-huh. that would be so cool. And like throw in like an engine or a, a tech priest, right? Throw in like the options to take uh, like like more servitors. Like the little blue y- priest dudes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, priests. like give us some, some more options than just like what already exists with Hunter Clay. Right. That would be yeah. sick. That would be sick. But you know, unfortunately it, we got science. <laughs>
0: what, if, what if you got to take a single Talons of the Emperor fire team?
2: So what so you, you got two to do. two so you, need to take, uh, uh, yeah, sisters? you need
0: to take the sisters or you take the two custodes.
2: So we we were thinking about that too. Like uh. I was talking with Brett about that. He mentioned it. And uh that would be that would be weird.
1: No, cuz then it would just be like Talons
2: 2.0. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean they overshadow everything
1: so- else. They're too good. They just overshadow.
0: But you only get two guys, you know. You wouldn't be yeah, able to Yeah, but they're take still the- going to
1: overshadow the rest of. I mean, the thing about custodes, right, is as as cool as it would be. Uh, custodes are way cooler and better than any inquis- inqu- inqu- inquisitor, other than maybe, uh, you know, a
0: few in particular. No spoilers. Ones. The, b- the third book hasn't <laughs> come out yet. Yeah. Um,
1: but I don't think it would be a good fit, and I think it would like not fit thematically. I,
2: yeah, I like the the theme of like the specialists and each team. Right. Like, what
1: about three gray
2: knights? I
0: can you know? I, li- I could live with three gray knights. Like you could take yeah. f- like oh, seven Gray dudes Knights would and- have been a cool one. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, Grey Knights are part, or you know, a lot of Inquisition stuff. If they're not going to give us a Grey Knight team, then you know, throw them in this. Battle give us two Grey Knights. Make yeah. give the Grey Knights like 14 wounds. Just give us like two Intercession dudes. You know,
0: or the Terminators, one of the two, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that would be sick.
1: Yeah. Um, Exaction Maybe, Squad, yeah. Space Cops, five models, cool Casserkins, five models. You also get a medic on top of the other guys and a sharpshooter. Cool. Navy breachers. You get six of them, which are also very good. Uh, awesome. Vet guard. You get six. They're just leaving out the spotter. So, uh, also very cool. Yep. Uh, pretty excited about this team. Uh, everyone that I've seen online, I try not to color my opinion too much. Color me Elmo. I don't know why I said that. Um, (laughs) color me Coda. (laughs) Yeah. Color me Coda. So, you know, it's very, I've seen some people say exaction squad is going to be the way to go. I see some people say Kassarkins or Vet Guard are going to be the way to go or the um, the Sisters of Silence. I think the coolest thing about this team is you can take whatever you want and it's, yep. it's going to be cool. It's going to be good. Breachers are going to be good. Vet Guard are going to be good. I know that I have the most experience with my Vet Guard, so I'll probably be taking them and maybe Sisters, maybe Breachers as well. So it, even though it, exaction is gonna be most dramatic, it's,
2: it's probably worth noting too here. If if you know, just for anybody who might be listening that hasn't seen these rules, um, for all of these teams, it's about half of that team that you get to take, and it, with that you get to take half of their restrictions. So for like exaction squad, you only get up to two shields and one gunner. Uh, vet guard, you only get, uh, I believe, two gunners, and that sni- the sniper is included with that correct um so it's it's basically like taking half of the team and half the restrictions so
1: yeah makes sense they need yeah, it. it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good um obviously for tac ops the first one is gonna be the best we'll speed this up a little bit the best one is gonna be the best um the first one right that's what it's These for interrogation uh
2: yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: so it's basically like about b- how bounty hunter used to be in kill team one you kill a model, it drops a token. If you pick it up, or if you control it, you gain a point. You have to you have to control it, and you have to pick it up at the end of the, is it at the end of the game, or is you just control? It? Um, you just control it at the end of battle. At the, at the, end, at of the battle. end of battle. End of yeah, battle yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. So, so you can pick it up and you going to run away with it. You know, it's probably how how uh, you know retrieve item should be. But you know, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> Partner the with retrieve two, item. <laughs> yeah, the other two probably don't take them. Pretty simple. There's yeah, an argument
0: funny. for no witness if you if you know you're playing an elite team that has to come forward, so you might be able to kill, like let's say, six space marines. So, Giacomo, you just want
1: to promote the feels bad of the kill team community and just be like, hey, I'm going to fucking board wipe you, or you're going to, you know.
0: Look, it, it, I come from a long history of playing trading card games, and the etiquette is if you can win and you can you end your opponent, it's better to end the game than to make them suffer. And if that means just tabling them, you know, it's turn three, table them. They're not having a good time already, you know?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Spoken like a true space marine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, I cut down the dog every time. Uh, You know, you're not going to get me with mind games. It's in the door. I have to kill it.
1: No, I'm going to leave that dog alive. It's Scooby. Um, (laughs) Their ability is they can have 30 models on the roster, which is cool. And it's needed. For this team in uh, in particular, they have some of the best strategic and tack ploys, or at least the best tack ploy in the game. Uh, oh, absolute yeah. Absolute authority. Oh, right? yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. You can just yep. be
1: like, so you can either say like, hey, you can keep using your CP and I'm going to gain more. Or you just don't get to use your ability because that, I'm going to say
2: this. No. This absolutely shuts down so many teams. And specifically, the one that comes to mind is Hyrotech you just say no to reanimation protocol.
0: Well, I didn't think of that one. I was just thinking yeah, of you getting just, rid of just, just a scratch. And then, and then
2: we'll get to it, but <laughs> the Hex, the Hex Christ or Hex, whatever his name is, uh, the dude the with, the shotgun, with the shotgun, yeah. he can just run up and say no to your re- the reanimation drone, the, that, s- the yeah. plasma site. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you can also, it's like, so these guys are really good into, I, f- I feel, Hand of the Archon, right? While yes. you have... Yep. Well, you, well, maybe, I mean, maybe tactical poise and strategic poise wise, maybe not like actual models wise, but then you have the other team who is like, oh yeah, I'm not going to do anything this round. Um, let me gain that CP real quick, you know, uh, for handed the Archon into the, uh, the chaos cultists. So it's, a, it's very fascinating that also some of these guys are going to be really good into, uh ravagers and some of them are going to be really bad so i'm pretty excited to see like like ravagers really shut down hand of the archon but hand of the archon also like really benefit from this chaos cultist team it's fascinating to see uh how the developers are developing this game going forward
2: i yeah i like the the like always rotating like rock paper scissors concept so
0: yeah do you guys right, have any
2: fi- go ahead g
0: no, I was just—I was going to mention. I've always noticed when we're doing reviews, we're like, yeah, this team's A tier; they're really good against this. And you think about it—that's a good thing, because then, like, there's constantly there's never been like, well, there is, but you know the the, the, <laughs> the amount of the amount of teams that yeah. aren't in the circle of like at least we're be able to beat these other guys is is pretty high in, or pretty low. The people that aren't in the circle, we have a lot in the circle that are beating each other, which is good. Yeah,
1: hero tech circle. I remember how that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I also like that we've only really had like four or five duds out of like the the 30 some odd teams that have come out. So, and
2: even then, some like most of those teams have been fixed to a point where it's like it's actually worth playing them now. So, well,
1: even Blooded people thought were bad, and then they came out and they're like, actually, we're
2: not awful. We're just, we're just good. We're just interesting to play. Like, you got to play us differently. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: feel like that's something that the community needs to give a little bit more grace to is that some of these teams are going to come out and they're going to seem really strong and some of them need to be played to be figured out. So they're
0: just, they're just sleepers, man. You know, don't sleep
1: on it. Some of them are sleepers. I still don't think blooded are like amazing, but they're good. They're good. Any, any favorite strategic or tactical ploys that you guys thoroughly
2: enjoy about this team?
0: Outside of Absolute Authority. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: outside of that one.
0: Uh, embedded Agent, for sure. It's just the one where... I was
2: I was going to mention that
0: one. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. for it, go for it. <laughs>
2: you're like, oh, no, I'm going you're good, first, you're good, actually. You, you, can do, you can do it.
0: All right, yeah. So this is a, hey, I want to see what you're going to pick, and then I'm going to either decide if I need to go first or if it's cool if you go first. So basically, you get a... Before the game starts, you can activate this ability, and then your opponent has to reveal what they're choosing in the scouting step first, then you do it. And then um you can resolve a second one, which is also nice. So that's pretty cool. Do
2: you know that you can use that multiple times too? Yes, because so. it's outside
0: yeah. before the game starts. So you can double up and be like I have all of the abilities, you know?
2: Yeah. Um it's wild. So so my one of my favorites outside of absolute authority is denounce, uh, which is like a it's it's not the greatest. Like it could have been better for a, a like a once per battle ploy here. But it's basically om- uh, was it? Omni Scramble from Phobos, uh, except it's a D three. So you just select one enemy and you roll a D three. Uh, they can't activate until that many other activations uh, have happened on their side. So like if you roll a three, they can't activate for three of their own activations. So that's that's really good if you pair it with like the Vet Guard demo. Uh, yeah, and then just
0: just blast somebody. Yeah, to or go, go you on. know, or just
2: like you just don't want like their plasma to run up and, and plasma one of your dudes or something. So,
0: yeah, an open board it's going to be a nightmare.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. It's,
0: it's it's a great ability and I love it. Let's um, go ahead cool. and uh-huh. uh
2: huh. I I just wanted to point out one thing: the Emperor's Will. Um, uh uh-huh. I'm sure that these rules were made before the balanced data slate came out for Exaction Squad. Um, so they are going to end up having to fix this, but emperor's will allows you to ignore any or all modifiers to characteristics on a friendly for attack ploy, uh, which does not exclude AP or, uh, defense modifiers like they changed for exaction squad.
3: Hmm. Um,
2: so I'm sure it will end up getting changed, but you know, for now rules is written, it's, it is, it does uh, affect AP weapons. Um and there's an operative that has the exact same ability on this team, like that we'll we'll get to. So something to look out for.
0: Do we want to lead right into that operative? Because uh because there's a mixed match of all sorts of operative in this team. So you want to just go there?
2: Uh yeah, I mean I can. Um Uh so uh it's the the penal legionary agent. Uh so chem mask, you ignore any or all modifiers to this operative's characteristics, and it's not affected by stun. So again, this does this currently gets around uh, AP weapons. So he basically has a five up invul save. Um,
0: That's nuts. I didn't think of that.
2: Yeah, this is honestly probably one of the ones that you're going to be taking less of the time. Uh, but it's uh, just seven wounds, five up uh, save, uh, two APL, which is pretty much the the, the thing of this team. Uh, hand flamer. So 5s on 2s, two, two two range six torrent of an inch. Uh, Chained sword, fours on force four, five, so you get some, some melee profiler, or a, me- a good melee profiler.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. Um,
2: Chem, Chem Mask, so obviously he can't be stunned out in combat. He can't, you know, he can't be injured kind of thing. Uh, and then Cruel, so each time this operative fights in combat with or makes a shooting attack uh, against an enemy operative with uh, that has fewer than its starting wounds, uh, you get Relentless. That's pretty good. That's uh, I think that's similar to the... Um, and i can't remember it i think the vighets have something like that i
0: think yeah where uh, something's wounded sure. the, yeah something's
2: yeah. something's like has less than its fewer wounds you can like re-roll dice or something um, one of the, but, one
0: of the one of the recycled rules with a slight twist it's it's there and i'm sure someone will remember it you know yeah i want to point out my favorite guy which is the gun servitor <laughs> and I like him for one reason: <laughs> he has the best plasma weapon in the game. <laughs> well, I don't know why
2: they I, gave it blast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, it, it's so weird. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I guess, I guess the one restriction is at least it cannot fire Overwatch.
2: There is that. That's fair. Because it's got heavy. Weapon. So yeah, but you know. the
0: multi-melta can, which is the, multi-melta a, the multi-melta can, can. infinite range. Yes. So there's an argument to keep that. And then I don't know if anyone will take the heavy
3: bolter. No. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Uh, I mean no. I, I don't think so. There's no, no.
0: reason. Uh,
1: There's unless no you're playing against you. like 60 tyranids in a kill team game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even, even, then, even then I'd want blast.
2: Uh, yeah. I, right. I want I do want to note that the uh the the plasma cannon gets lethal five on End of the Dark. <laughs> it's got blast.
1: Amazing. Uh, God, even, even worse.
0: As if it wasn't rough Man. enough. Um yeah, so you're gonna take the plasma cannon, maybe the multi-melta. You'll probably never take the heavy bolter. Uh, and the servo claw is pretty good, you know, four or five damage. Sure, you only got three attacks, but four or five isn't not it's not nothing. And uh, he is he's surprisingly chunky, four up armor and uh, eleven wounds. Yeah, yeah so but he needs to be near people, or else he only has one action. You know, they definitely
1: that. did they definitely did the right thing to him by uh, saying like when giving him one APL at the start, rather than giving him two APL at the start and minusing one for somebody not being within range. Right. Since you can only get a plus one APL, you know, you could essentially, if if it was the other way, you could have um, any model, like just give him, like any comms model, just give him one. And then if he was near somebody, then he could get three. But this, this, in this iteration, he's impossible to get three APL. So he can't move and shoot. But, you know, uh, I think the coolest thing about this team is that you can have three plasmas on this team.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, That's definitely something to look out for um (laughs) whether you take especially when you can especially when you can like pair this guy up with the the skull and so the skull gives him another apl when he activates and if he's shooting within two inches of that skull he can get an extra attack die
1: five attacks yeah
2: yeah so it becomes like five fives with the plasma cannon
1: you still can't get the uh you still can't gain plus one apl right in general
2: you can. Yeah, so so you can only
1: get plus 1, max.
2: You can only get plus 1 or minus 1. Yeah. So like yeah. you can't you can't give him like 2 APL, but yeah. uh you have like the the skull move up within 3 of this guy and then you have this guy activate so now he's got 2 APL and he can move up a little bit past the skull and shoot still yeah. still being within 2 of the skull. So you can have a buddy system, you know. Mm-hmm. So it it's an interesting dynamic though.
1: See, I'm I am mostly happy that uh, you can take two of these guys on a team, and then I can have a multi melta and a
2: plasma cannon. If
1: <laughs> if you don't take uh, your your, I mean,
2: that you yeah, that's that's fair, yeah. And then you yes. could have a multi melta plasma cannon, and a plasma pistol. So
0: yeah, I'm super down. Then uh, you Not could just lie. double up on plasma cannons, right? Could you uh, could you take two uh, guys? Pl- no, no, it's only one pair, right.
1: I mean, think about this. This yeah. team, I mean, this team, you could take. Uh, you know the plasma cannon or multi-melta, and then you can take your plasma pistolier, dude, and then you could take a melt gun oh, and a plasma cannon.
2: <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at the the operative selection here. Uh, so it says your kill team can only include uh, each operative above once, unless you are not including ancillary support, exactly. Option in which case you can include up to two gun servitor operative, operatives. Correct. Correct. Oh, never mind. It does say max of one per kill team. So yeah, you would have to be two different weapons. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that'd that you be, could take two plasma.
0: <laughs> yeah, because for for a minute I thought the same thing, and then I had to relook it at it. That would be sick. I'm not gonna that, lie. That would be very sick. And uh, speaking of plasma and the pistolier, you want to go to that one next? Since we're kind of just chaining off of dudes, because that's heck, what this heck yeah. that's that's what they do. All right, who wants so, to read it off?
1: Pistolier, I will. This guy, four tacks, hitting on fours, four, five damage, AP one. Awesome. So it's a little, it's a plasma, a little less powerful because, you know, the, the air cools it down the further it goes, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't do as much as a standard plasma, but you can shoot it from across the map, which is amazing. You have your standard and your supercharge, which is within six because it is a pistol, pistol and it's a standard um, range, um, four attacks, hitting on threes. 5-6 damage. Range uh, is 6 and AP 1. This is essentially what the um, the hero should have been. <clears throat>
2: yes. Yeah. You
1: also get a suppressed auto pistol which does 4 attacks hitting on 3s 2-3 damage and it has silent. So you could shoot it from silence if you absolutely had to. I'm sure there's going to be um, a couple things out there that you would want that. Uh, you can ignore all modifiers to this model's ballistic skill as well and then pistol barrage is for one AP you can make a shooting attack with both of the pistols nice so um, obviously you're going to have to be within six inches of one model and infinite range of the other one so uh, and you cannot perform this if this model has a conceal order so it's going to be a super good model this is probably the best model in the entire kill team but I'm excited to see what you guys have for a possible list, because I have a possible list that I don't know if it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be a lot.
2: of fun. I, I also have possible lists, but okay. you know, it, I too. it's very matchup dependent, honestly.
1: It is, but I have one that I think is going to be fun.
2: I don't know if it's going to be
1: good. <laughs>
2: uh, just whatever you do, don't take sisters of silence and your psyker.
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. that Cause uh, just, she will
2: turn off your, your own psyker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They do not work together. Sisters of silence are psychic nulls in the 41st millennium gnolls, which means they blank out all psychic presence of the warp anywhere around them. And they are difficult for psychers to be around. So your psycher wouldn't even like them in the first place. So just don't do it for his sake. <laughs> Think about <laughs> for, his for
2: flavor sake. Yeah. Yeah. For his feelings. Uh,
1: so is there any other specific models that you guys really wanted to go over? Or do you guys want to jump into our possible lists?
2: Uh, so I do just want to mention one more and it was yes. the, the hexorcist. So you're probably not taking this every game, but against certain teams, like I said earlier, it could probably be a, a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just got a shotgun fours on threes, three, three range six and fists threes on fours two three. So not exciting there where he does come in is utility. Um, so he, he has sex or hexercise, um, so each time an enemy operative visible to and within six of them uh fights in combat or makes a shooting attack uh, your opponent can't reroll their attack or defense dice for that combat or shooting attack um so it is it's basically uh just a six inch turn off rerolls so it's it's okay it's not the greatest uh but then chasten for one or Chasen, however you say that for one apl uh you can select an enemy operative within this operative's line of sight and within six inches of it uh when uh or you then you uh you can basically choose a uh, ability, a unique action or ability that that enemy operative has, and until its next activation, it's treated as not having that action or ability. So you can again, like I said, turn off the reanimation from your the reanimation plasma site. You can uh, like if there's like a, a beastman that's ar- that's in frenzy, you can turn off the frenzy token, and it just ceases to exist. Um... Like there's some there's some cool stuff that you can do with this. Uh the only thing that you can't do is take away like a a specific ability from like a melee weapon or a shooting weapon that has an asterisk next next to it. So So but
1: with this I'm assuming that you can just walk right up to a beastman that's already in frenzy and just take it away and then it
2: Yes, yep, it just takes away the frenzy ability and because the be- the beastman is at zero health for frenzy, it just dies. So
1: there's a lot of denial. I feel like this is like a blue deck if you're playing it, like a blue-red yeah, exactly. blue yep. deck. For I've
2: already seen references for
3: that. <laughs>
1: oh, really?
2: That's yeah. So one of
1: the the ideal matchups that I think would actually be pretty decent for a veteran guard pairing, right? would be you take your Quester, your quest keeper agent who has the unrelenting, the zealot, like the the the, the melee. You would take your Who's the guy that gets the there's, there's a model on this team that has a feel no pain.
2: Um that's the the Quest keeper. A five of feel no pain.
1: Is it? Okay. Yeah that's what I thought. Okay. So you, you you can take this guy, right? And then you can take the um, the medic from Vet Guard. You can also take the hardened veteran from Vet Guard. And now you He's have the one that
2: up. also has a five up feeling pain, right?
1: Correct. And it does okay. four or five damage in close combat. So now yep. you have two five ups. You have a medic in case if one of them dies. Um, which I mean, if they die in close combat, then you can't resurrect them. But that's besides the point. That's besides, That's not. That's not <laughs> you know. Okay. So you can make an actual kind of decently scary kill team because they also have these like the power knives which are unrealistically not good um for their equipment point <laughs> <laughs> like three ep for a three five lethal five damage which is not the worst but you obviously want four attacks instead of the three attacks that it it offers but um you could actually make a decent close combat team with this team you could take your and lightener agent as well and force somebody to be wounded
2: you know that yeah that's that's kind of nuts this is the
1: this is the good version of the melee tame i've always wanted
2: and then on top of all of that where is he you can take the oh goodness is he not in here Oh, right there—the Death World Veteran, right? Mm-hmm. You just you should go around and poke people with your knife and just Bro, he's so one good. shot them. <laughs> yeah, and you can charge from so conceal like that. That's actually really good. Like, I
1: mean, it it is only one attack,
2: but true. His but knife. you know, you you have ways of turning that into a a normal or a crit uh, yeah. with lethal five, and I believe the one of the abilities, one of the the consecrated tomb abilities uh, or the yeah the tomb abilities, right? No, the. Uh, psyker right um i think the psyker can turn like a normal hit into a crit or a a failed into a normal hit if i'm not mistaken
1: i believe so uh
2: yeah so as long as they're within six of him and they go to combat you can just turn a normal or a failed into a normal hit or a normal hit into a crit so you know it you can pair that out with uh with that Mm. Just start little stabbing people in the back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see having uh, quite a lot of fun with this team and being able to make like a, a super melee team. I mean, obviously the the better melee option is the the Sisters of Silence with the power swords and the three up saves. But you know, yeah. we're not talking about the best. <laughs> we're talking about like how do we make these guys like tanky? Because I have like a, a hero veteran. Veteran Guard Squad, where they're all like, su- like action heroes and stuff. And I specifically think that this team would be uh, quite amazing with the, um, with making like, you know, Mel Gibson into the interior Agent. You know, make him like from Lethal Weapon. You know,
2: oh yeah. Like, yeah there's so like, many
1: good. There's a lot
2: of kit like, bash potential.
1: Absolutely. In- You could make the um, uh, dude. You could just make this whole team Mel Gibson. Let's think about it. You could make uh, (laughs) the Quest Keeper into um, Mad Max. You know what I mean? Like you could just go. You could just go crazy with this. It could be. It could be a blast. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: The uh, the Mystic Agent is giving me like severe um, Jedi Temple Guard vibes. Oh, it yeah? looks like he's like blinded. He's got like the robe on, he's got some armor and he's holding like the, the big staff mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Giving me vibe, like those vibes. I could definitely see like a star Wars themed inquisitorial team.
1: Oh, I could see that too. This team looks like it's going to be a lot of, I mean the mystic agent. Did we already talk about the mystic agent?
2: Uh, I don't think we, we, I, I mentioned one of his actions, but I didn't really go into depth. So gotcha.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite he's quite good as well, right? Um Yeah, I'm 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 very excited about this team. So there's uh there's some good stuff here and there's a lot of good stuff here. So
2: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited. I will probably end up trying to kit bash up both teams and okay. uh Try them out. So,
1: so are you going to be using your actual models? Uh, like, so are you going to? Do you already have any Casterkin um, or Vetguard or anything like that um, that you're going to so be wearing? I have
2: Sisters of Silence and I have Good. Exaction Squad. I could use Good. Blooded as Vetguard, like yes. they're nearly one for one. Um, Heritage, and then, <laughs> uh, and then I uh, I know. Brett has Kazakin, and um, our buddy Nate also from Six sided Legion has breachers. So we have every option like available to, to practice with, I guess, mm-hmm. or try out. So I'm definitely excited. It's, is this going
1: to, are any of these going to be your main that you swap to, or what are you playing these days?
2: Uh, so currently I am, so I'm going to Kansas city open, uh, in a couple weeks, not even. And, um, I am taking Hunter Clay again. So going back to that, I played them for a while last year. Uh, I tried Exaction Squad, but I don't think it's gonna work until they get a buff, honestly. Um, with this team already, you you tried? Oh, oh no no not with not with the Inquisitorial oh. team. just like, in general in general. No no no. Uh, the Inquisitorial team I feel like would make Exaction Squad way better. Like it plays to their strengths way more than than the actual team. Absolutely um, it does. Especially it's almost because, like
1: it was meant to be, you know? It's like exactly it's
2: like they were meant to be in it. And especially because uh something you may have not may have not seen yet, but Exaction Squad's ruthless efficiency. So the the ability to shoot in combat is on the data cards themselves. Mm-hmm. So any operatives you bring into this team, keep that. So you can shoot into engagement range with them while playing the Inquisitorial team. It's it's amazing. I love and it. And you can so take much. the dog. And you can take the dog Which and the, the leash part. master. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> um, and then their comms is like half as good as the Kazerkin comms. All you need is visibility. Yeah. So like, you know, you're not losing a ton. Right. And then you've got beefy four, four shotguns, you know,
1: <laughs> Let, let's be honest. The, um, you still would never take the RBD's marksman.
2: You no, just no. A shotgun I, I would,
1: sniper. Just don't do it guys. So just don't do it. There's Ladies also servos, one other thing
2: men. I wanna I want to point out about the Exaction Squad is if mm-hmm. you take the malicator, he can do free mission or pick up actions or like for one less APL. And then you also Ooh. have Servo Skull to also do that. And then you can take uh the Revelatum to give him a six-inch move, like pregame. Ooh. And then you take your recon dash. Like you can get a like you can get on objectives very quickly with, with an Inquisitorial like the guys.
1: Yeah, like it's be, it's kind of crazy. You can start stealing. Stealing objectives real fast too. Um, the you also have a cop that can take away cover as well, which could yes. help. Which could help uh, your plasma cannon.
2: Yes. Uh. Yeah. The uh. The Revelatum. Can,
1: least, can you? Yeah. That's the same guy, right?
2: Yes. So the the same guy that gets the free six inch fly move with uh like after initiative. Or after scouting or whatever, uh, he can also take away conceal orders uh, while within six of him. It's an APL, and then anybody that shoot that targets that enemy uh, within three of the revelatum uh, treats it as as having an engage order. So it's like a nine inch like swap like spotter kind of thing. Um, it's so like it's a like not great, coming coming but yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's it's not not the best, but it's it's definitely worth using. Uh, in certain matchups, so
1: so if you could only choose one ancillary support for this team, what would the one support team that you would take?
2: Exaction Squad, one hundred percent. Like I know Vetguard is is really good, and I know Kazar can have their uses, but I just love the fact that I can now use Exaction Squad and like do some new cool things with them. So,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think Exaction Squad's probably like a tier with them. I mean. To be honest, all these guys are good. Like even the Breachers, you can bring the Axeman, you can bring the Grenadier, you can bring the Endurance, the dude with the shield, right? You can bring so many people.
2: Yep, Uh, I just I just like the I guess the more utility that uh, Exaction Squad brings rather than the the straight damage output that like Breachers or Vet Guard would have.
1: Yeah, I think that Exaction Squad is going to be great into certain matchups. While I. Still don't think they'd have enough damage
2: for elites to kill
1: to kill elites, yeah, so yeah, like so you might not want to bring them to
2: i know, legionary personally like i I kind of thought about this splitting it up into three different groups so like you you have three different ancillary supports uh and just bringing uh breachers or not breachers uh exaction squad as one uh sisters sisters of silence as the second one and then vetguard as the, as the third. Okay. So vetguard is like the overall like if you need a lot of damage or you're going against elites I think that's the the team you bring
1: so why would you choose vetguard over Kasiken
2: uh vetguard has more um what's the word uh i guess flexibility uh with its damage right because you can take the same gunners but you also get the um uh what's it called can't you
1: oh, also bring the zealot and then make the
2: Yes, the that's what I was saying. Cannon Either,
1: also he, have five up. Yes, lethal.
2: <laughs> Either the zealot or the Confidant you get access to, um, which the Confidant can ga to with the 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 with server. Anything. <laughs> anything. Yeah, with, with anything. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, so it just has a little bit more flexibility and the same gunners. Like everything's hitting on fours. The Kazarkin has eight. They have eight wounds, but you get an extra body with that guard. Um, Sometimes it's what you need, and. Yeah, and like the comms isn't as good as Kazrakin, So maybe if you if you really want the Kazrakin comms, that's what you're taking them for. Um but otherwise, I mean the demo trooper for for Vetguard, especially with like the Omni the what is it called? The uh denounce strategic play. I think it's just too good. Um and then being able to like comms your your demo trooper as well. I think that you've just got so many ways to, to output damage with Vetguard, especially with the, the the rules from inquisitorial uh, agents. So absolutely. Personal take, but I know there's a lot of debate going around right now. So we'll see what happens, honestly. See who who settles on what. But yeah, exaction squad's definitely like my go to for, for normal matchups.
1: I think YouTube is gonna heavily decide what people play. But I think that uh, what people are good with is typically what they should take. So if you play a lot of Navy Breachers and you're thinking of bringing this team, you should bring Navy Breachers and you're yep. probably going to have the most success with it. If you play Casserkins, you're probably going to want to bring them just because you know how the team works and you know the operatives. Now, I would say that, you know, Scion's, Casserkins, and Vetguard are all pretty similar. Uh, yep. The ones that are going to vary very differently are your sisters of silence, exaction squad and Navy breachers. So,
2: yeah, I, I think too, uh, with most of these teams, like they kind of not, I, w- I don't want to say heavily rely, but they definitely rely on their, their team abilities and their ploys and the equipment and stuff. So like breachers, losing stims, losing defense order, uh, or attack order and losing like blitz and the GA two is kind of hard So they're not like the greatest. They're now just kind of hitting on fours, and you've got some melee specialists.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, And then kind of same thing with vet guard because you don't get the rerolling ones. Yeah, you don't get. Yeah,
1: but I mean, to be honest, I don't. I don't use it that often.
2: Yeah, it it just helps, right? It helps to to nullify the plasma. You know, rolling ones on plasma and stuff like that. But, um, I and I think when it comes down to it, exaction squad. In my opinion, hot take here is probably the least affected by that. Because like I said, they get to keep their, their ruthless efficiency, right? They get to keep their one faction thing. And then you just lose access to like your orders. one re ploy. And
1: oh, I was talking about the exaction squad. Oh, my bad.
2: Yeah. But yeah, Vet Guard's orders is kind of big. It. Losing that is kind of big. Yeah. Um.
1: I mean... I think I think our BDs are gonna be really, really good. And it's gonna be really fun to see them on the tabletop because in the tournaments thus far, I have not seen them make an outing.
2: I haven't Except seen yeah.
1: I've only seen them come out at uh our all random tournament that we had uh back in on April 1st. Uh, okay.
2: So yeah. Very very not like competitive. <laughs> competitive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm I also enjoy the fact that I could technically play sisters, which Talons was my first kill team, and they don't have a bespoke team yet, so being able to table them in a you know a bespoke team would be kind of cool. So
1: and their models are amazing. I think that it sucks that you don't get to get the mask or whatever,
2: but yeah, the 13 faceplates are are a loss, but they also have power armor, which like unless you're taking shields with Exaction Squad, you don't get with any of the other ancillary support. Yeah, so- and
1: also do you want to go up to you know, a model, like a four, six, Do, isn't there power, are their power weapons four, yes, five, or four, six? It, it's,
2: it's fours on threes, four, six, lethal, five. So it's a power <sighs> weapon, and then
1: you get five, three of- up,
2: like three up save, eight wounds. On top of that, you start adding in, like, the uh, quarry, which allows you to, uh I think it you just gain, or you get an auto hit or something against the guy.
1: Yeah, what I'm um, seeing what, what You can re-roll right an now. attack type, but like, This is just the better version of Talons. Like, would you rather have the two uh, Talons or would you rather have the inquisitorial guys? I'd rather have the inquisitorial guys. Exactly. Right. So like, if you're going to play the sisters, you might as
2: well play this team too. Yep. It's like, hey,
1: I'm playing into Warp Coven. I'm bringing (laughs) Sisters of Silence.
2: Yep. (laughs) Or Harlequins, right? Because your melee threatens them a lot right and yeah. then all of a sudden you tar- you can get close enough to turn off their psyker their psyker can't use any of the abilities against them like it's pretty it's it's pretty good matchup in my opinion
1: i can't and- wait to kill somebody with just my knife from my death World veteran I'm just <laughs> run up and just do like hey i'm just going to do this one attack
2: yeah you know? i i can't wait to die to it every game <laughs> because i'm playing clade or exaction squad with seven <laughs> uh i i also can't wait to try five sisters with flamers on into the dark with this team
1: <laughs> oh yeah
2: yeah because you get everything else plus five sisters with, with flamers
1: at the end of uh at the end of the last edition of kill team back in like 2019 uh or it was like no it was 2020 or 2021 right before this edition came out there was a, right when COVID was like starting to be like, Hey, you can actually go in stores now. They ran a tournament, a kill team tournament for the hero models. So I brought, um, I brought Eisenhorn with like nine flamers and I lost every single game. Cause the, the, the cause it was bad, but all <laughs> I wanted to do was purge, purge the, purge the enemy, you know, and just yeah. with, with fire. And whether it's heretics or Xenos, scum, and um, yeah, it was great.
2: Lost yeah, every I, game. <laughs> Hey, sometimes you just gotta play a thematic game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But this is bringing
1: this is bringing it back. Five Five Sisters of Silence with flamers. You
2: That's know, very very thematic for Inquisitors. Yeah,
1: you, you know if Bao led us, I would have uh, I would have brought this team. Too bad uh it's it's way too late. <laughs> I think it releases yeah. the day BAO comes out. Uh
2: when is it when is this team released? It's supposed to be like the 27th or something, right? 27th, yeah. The 27th. When when's B what, BAO, right? Yeah, is BAO
1: that? is on the 27th and 28th.
2: Oh, okay. So I wonder if this if these teams are going to be legal for Kansas City. Because Kansas City is the weekend after. Maybe. Maybe maybe not. It'd be really cool to see like what people do last minute if they want to take them but usually i see a two-week
1: minimum and they might have tried to push this team out right after that two-week mark but i'm not sure what gw's actual policies are gw might have a hey it's our rules you can run rules all the way up to the day that we release them on our tournament so
2: yeah i haven't seen anything so far so i will probably have to just check like wherever they have that posted. If
1: you run them, you got to make sure you let us know because I'm going to be watching that
2: tournament yeah. very, very closely <laughs> to, see
1: how, to see how
2: you perform. You know? I would no, have to... No pressure. I mean, realistically, I could probably do it. I would just have to paint up sisters and then like try to bash the team, right? With yeah. other models, which I thought about doing with like uh, my Star Striders, right? And just taking some of the models and bashing them together mm-hmm. and like making the Inquisitor the inquisitor guys or taking like a, I've got like a tech priest uh, engines here and just like strapping a, a Cataphron plasma cannon to his backpack, you know, <laughs> for the servitor. Yeah, is, is anyone so,
1: at, is anyone at um, six sided trying to get this box or are you guys, have you guys given up? No,
2: all? no, we, I don't think so. Uh, Brett's talked about it just so he can get the chaos team. Um, but I already have, almost the whole chaos team. I have enough stuff to kit bash the inquisitors and I'm not a big narrative person. So (laughs) it's, it's not really worth trying to fight scalpers for at this point. Fair enough. So
0: absolutely. And now real quick, before we get to the rest of this episode, let's quickly talk about the narrative thing we've been doing with Mr. Rob. Let's bring on the next part. Now,
1: chapter one, mission four supply drop.
3: We have enough intelligence. There's nothing left for us on this awful moon. It is time to travel to the crash site of the Emperor's Bounty of Austral II. Vital supplies are incoming for the next step in your mission, but the foe will try to intercept them. Clear all three potential landing zones of the enemy. If you fail, we will be lost. Welcome to Mission 4 from Chapter 1 in the Emperor's Bounty Campaign. This is the last mission of the first chapter. So far in this chapter, you've scouted out the possible location of the escape mission or possibly the relic itself. In Chapter 1, Mission 3, you and your opponent fought over control of Captain Van Brandt herself in an attempt to gain more information about the Emperor's Bounty and its crash. In this last mission, it's time to regroup... And prepare to travel from the moon of Occident Four to the planet of Austral Second and the crash site of the Emperor's Bounty. In this mission, you and your opponent are going to be fighting over three possible landing sites of some much-needed supplies. In this mission, the first two turning points, each objective is worth two victory points. In the third turning point, you'll remove one of those three objectives by rolling a dice Then the other two objectives will be worth three victory points. On the fourth turning point, you're going to remove a second objective. There will only be one left on the board. That one will be worth six victory points, and that will be the location of the new supplies. There are bonus mission rules for this mission. If at any point your leader controls one of the possible landing sites at the end of the turning point, you can add one piece of rare equipment to your stash. If a friendly model controls the final landing site at the end of the battle, you can choose a second scouting action in addition to the action you choose during the scouting step of your next mission, which should be mission one of chapter two in this campaign. If you do that, you need to notify your opponent that you will be choosing a second scouting option. An initiative is still determined by your first choice. Remember, this is the last mission of chapter one. So there's extra bonus rules that come into play. If you complete all four missions in this chapter, regardless of victory or defeat, you may distribute two experience points to any operatives, as long as they were not incapacitated in any of the missions. If you fail to win any of those missions, then you may add a new operative to your kill team for no cost with six experience points automatically taken to the veteran rank then choose to roll for your battle owner for this operative. Also, by now you should have completed your first spec-up. If you have not yet completed your spec-up, then you can continue it in the second chapter, but you will only be stuck with that one spec-up. Or you can abandon it, and start over with a new spec-up in your next chapter. If you did finish that spec-up, make sure you get all of your rewards, and you'll get to pick a new spec-up in chapter 2. As always, the point of this campaign is to have fun and build a community. So please let us know how it's going so far. I've completed the first chapter so far with my Phobos strike team. Uh, They were pretty successful. Not all wins, but did pretty well. And at this point, I have quite a few of my operatives already leveled up to the veteran rank. In addition, I got a few extra bits of rare equipment and a pretty stacked asset. So you should be able to do the same based on this fourth mission. Uh, But if not, there's still three more chapters to go. Follow along next as we go to the planet of Austral 2 and explore the crash site of the Emperor's Bounty itself. As always, thanks for playing. Keep us posted on the Squad Games Discord or uh, directly to the mission activities on the website tabletophighlander.wordpress.com.
0: And there you go. That's the last part of Mission 1. We'll see you all at Mission 2
1: well do you uh do you have anything that you want to shout out or anything like that
2: uh well i uh i got a couple things uh obviously sixsided legion uh we just posted the new battle report it is uh hundredlyde versus Gellerpox on into the dark so it is a very very interesting game uh I would recommend going and watching it uh and we you know we're trying to push out content as as frequently as we can with our busy schedules schedules um otherwise uh Luster workshops, honestly, uh, great terrain. Awesome. Awesome dude. Um, go check him out and get some very consistent, very good board setups because you know, I, I love your terrain, man.
1: Thanks man. I um, appreciate you.
2: Yeah, no problem. And of, of course squad games, uh, you know, you bring some, some good content into the kill team community. So
1: thanks brother. Appreciate you. The thing that I'd like to shoot a uh, shout out is, uh, our YouTube channel, and our patrons. So our YouTube channel, we dropped, um, an episode a couple of weeks ago where we all did a terrain challenge. The ending period for voting is coming up pretty soon. So one of us is going to have to eat a habanero pepper. Uh, if you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, go and check it out. Tell us, let us know, uh, let us know who did the best on the YouTube challenge, um, who painted it the best. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the results and then, you know, just making more content for you guys. It's, and I'd also like to shout out our patrons. They are ultimately what make this podcast and us uh, viable and have us do this. So I appreciate you guys. And I'd also like to shout out everyone who goes to our tournaments. Uh, you know, you're the reason why we do it and you're the reason why we keep doing it. So thank you for everyone who comes out and supports us at each and every tournament. And uh, look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. How about you, G?
0: Uh, yeah, I would just like to let everyone know that you can find me on Instagram at wargaming_studios underscore studios. And like we mentioned earlier, we're on YouTube. You can join us on our Discord. And that's it, guys. Until next time. See
1: you. I'm Giacomo. And I, I like, I like feet.
3: He's gonna (laughs) laugh at this. He's
1: gonna laugh at this a lot.